Hello, and welcome to my second podcast, a two-part series of Chapter 1, which today I'll be reading the first part of. This is the dissertation form of my Doctor of Philosophy in Metaphysics and essentially the rough draft of my upcoming book, Manifest M5, or M to the Fifth Power, exploring modalities of mind, music, mudras, mantras, and movement. You can read it as released at manifestm5.com and also find my author's page at jacobapen.com and my blog about the experience at iamgoddessawakened.com. Chapter 1, Part 1, The Foundation The peer-reviewed article, Review of Controlled Research on the Transcendental Meditation Program and Cardiovascular Disease, Risk Factors, Morbidity, and Mortality, by Kenneth Walton, Robert Schneider, Sanford Nittish, published in the National Institute of Health's U.S. National Library of Medicine, focuses on summarizing the effects on cardiovascular disease, or CVD, using the Transcendental Meditation, or TM, technique for its wide range of research due to the popularity of its use in the Western world. Among the 600 published studies analyzed, a wide range of physical indicators of CVD showed vast improvement with use of TM, revealing the usefulness of meditation to treat and prevent CVD. This included dozens of studies in which TM reduced the physiological effects of stress from lowering blood pressure, hypertension, obesity, and sodium-potassium ratios, while increasing muscle relaxation and physical activity, with outcomes significantly outperforming health education controls. Similarly, success in decreasing use of cigarette, alcohol, and other addictive substances was significantly influenced using TM compared to that of the experimental controls. Observational studies also found that TM practitioners had significantly lower lipid peroxide levels, which, as a component of arterial plaque, is an indicator of free radical exposure, correlated with oxidized cholesterol. Also among the studies were 146 independent outcomes showing positive relative effectiveness on the CVD contributors to stress and trait anxiety using the TM technique. As for the striking evidence of the reduction of atherosclerosis, one study of subjects with two or more CVD risk factors showed an 11% reduction of risk to heart attack or stroke with eight months of TM alone and a 33% decrease of risk over a one-year period. Similar benefits in myocardial ischema and left ventricular hypertrophy in subjects with pre-existing coronary artery disease were also revealed in the analysis of TM research, with an overall strong trend of reducing CVD mortality rates in the TM groups compared with the control groups. Overall, throughout the entire database of research participants, the group's Practicing TM had 87% fewer inpatient-outpatient admissions for CBD in general. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, cardiovascular disease affects half of the U.S. population, with one in four annual deaths attributed to heart disease. For the sake of our hearts alone, the choice to practice meditation could potentially improve those statistics greatly. Another research article, Probing the Effects of Conscious Awareness, Meditation and Neuroscience from Basic Research to Clinical Practice, published in Integrative Clinical Psychology, Psychiatry, and Behavioral Medicine Perspectives, Practices, and Research by Claire Brabosch, Stephanie Hahasio, 
and Arnaud Delamore also reveals the effects of meditation improving quality of life. Among the findings was a positive correlation between meditation and thickening in the cortex of the brain, inducing cortical areas known to increase sensory awareness of the body. In connection with the immune system, daily meditation practice has been shown to raise the antibody response to flu shots, and in HIV patients to increase activity of lymphocyte T and the natural production of other protective cells. Deep breathing associated with meditation has also been linked to improved regulation of the autonomic nervous system. In association with aging, neuronal decay, decline in cortical thickness, and decrease in the slow-wave sleep period before REM was all reduced in meditators. Meanwhile, cognitive function was improved with the abundance of brain activation correlating with the level of experience of the meditator. Emotional regulation also improved with meditation practice and was linked to a suppression of disassociative orders. In other experiments of consciousness affecting health, a healing technique developed by Dr. William Bengston acknowledges information transfer opposed to energy transfer as the vehicle of healing performed by the consciousness. The basis of the method is a trained technique he labels as image cycling. This method entails creating conscious mental images of a desired end goal as if they had already occurred in detail and in a series of multiple pictures as they are cycled through the mind in a fast-paced and repeated over an extended period of time. Bankston's publication, The Effect of the Laying on of Hands on Transplanted Breast Cancer in Mice, documents laboratory studies in which 67 female mice in total were all induced to develop breast cancer with the injection of a standard mammary adenocarcinoma, which produced a non-mystatic, palpable, and visible tumor. A historical consensus of the known effects of reaction in mice to this agent is 100% fatality between 14 to 27 days after injection. Over multiple experiments, a statistically significant number of mice, given the healing technique, had their tumors grow, blacken, then implode, followed by a healing of the wound where the ulcer had been, even demonstrating not just remission, but a complete disappearance of the cancer from their system. Some of the mice went on to living out their natural life cycle, not only completely recovered from the treatment, but also to have apparently developed resistance or immunity to attempts at re-injecting the mice again, with no following tumor response or cancer reproduction detected. In a further analysis of the infected tissue, the mice that had experienced their ulceration go through the process of the area healing over displayed no viable adenocarcinoma cells and were completely cancer-free. Honing in on the specifics of the results, half of the mice were given the healing technique, while some in the control group were sent to a separate laboratory on site of the experiments, and others sent to a laboratory in a completely separate city. Of those sent to a different city, all of the mice died from the injection on or before the 27-day expectancy, with a 0% remission rate. The mice that had been on site in a separate laboratory experienced a 69.2% remission rate though some of the trained healers reported sympathy for the mice, including them in their mental exercise. Of the mice that were directly included in the healing practice, an overall 87.9% remission rate was reported. 
The methods also seem to eliminate belief as a factor in using such healing successfully as the researchers specifically chose candidates that were skeptical that such healing capabilities existed, choosing to train healers that did not believe in the possibility of such phenomena. As unsettling as it may be to put living beings through such trials, it does offer some empirical evidence that is not subjective as human experience in subjects of such experiments might be. In this case, considering that mice, through their lack of ability to believe, helps rule out the placebo effect. Also, training healers that were identified as skeptical to the methods shows actual results that can be separate from interpreting the finding through the power or desire of belief. This is among numerous contemporary research projects beginning to look for and find physiological changes associated with the act of meditating. Beyond improvements to the physical organism, engaging in meditation practice appears to be a vehicle of harnessing the law of physics to transform the physical world with thought activity. The Tao of Physics, an exploration of the parallels between modern physics and Eastern mysticism by Fritjof Capra, investigates the parallels between physicists and mystics and the reluctance of science to acknowledge these intersections. Through his life work in physics, ecology, business, and politics, Capra arrived at a foundational philosophy that everything we experience is of living systems, from people in the natural world to economic systems and social structures, conceding that an awareness of connection with an encompassing all becomes evident through the mystical scientific approach or metaphysics. While studying theories of mathematics, graphs, and diagrams as a physicist, he had an epiphany on a beach one day as he acknowledged the vibrational particles of atoms and molecules dancing in the water, the sand, the cosmic rays of the sun, and everything around him. Through the influence of his practices in Eastern mysticism as the Hindu lord of dance, Shiva, by connecting quantum theory with aspects of Zen teachings, profound understandings about the workings of the physical world unraveled for him. Essentially, his book translates the findings about the subatomic world of modern physics through the lens of Hindu, Buddhist, and Tao philosophies. Urban Laszlo offers an interpretation of this interconnected field of Eastern philosophy through the language of Western physics in science in the Akashic field and integral theory of everything. Akashic in Sanskrit is translated as ether space and as an informational record of all that is, which is accessible through consciousness. Laszlo explains how physicists have moved from a foundation of belief of particles as the atomic building block to one of quanta or radiant energy connected in vibrating filaments, as is explained in string and superstring theories. Beyond this, the new physics of field theory emergent from the quantum vacuum, which can lead the view from energy and matter to another element that is neither, that is information, an informed universe, as termed by David Bohm, as in information. In this terminology, it is defined not as constructed by humans or any being, but is a fundamental aspect of nature that builds all that exists from simple to complex. The dissection of the Akashic field interpreted through science by Irvin Laszlo begins with the 1955 findings of Hugh Everett that would require one to the 100th universes to address the puzzle of quantum mechanics in which a particle is in a superposition of all possible states until it is observed, interacted with, or measured by an instrument. 
Laszlo goes on to explain the anomalies of coherence and correlation in the findings of quantum physics. As coherence is explained like a synchronization of harmony among these waves making up rhythms and processes, an underlying correlation of unity in the natural world is shifting paradigms in multiple branches of science. Coherence, as discussed by Laszlo, is seen through harmonic ratios that reappear throughout the cosmos in repeating constants and patterns and in the uniformities found throughout structures from micro to macro. In accounting for some of the confounding questions that have been introduced to the Big Bang Theory by quantum physics, the concept of a metaverse, meta signifying what is beyond or behind, that which our personal universe emerged from, has been theorized as a fitting remedy. Thus, the evolving cosmos in coherence and correlation of our universe is observed is informed by a more advanced, evolved, and complex metaverse. Quantum physics attempts to look at the vastness of this metaverse by breaking it down to the smallest units possible, or quanta, which is the unit of that measurement today. Laszlo defines quanta as packets of energy that have no specific form, though can take on a state of wave or particle in a multitude of variations. Entanglement describes a property of quanta that can be seen in the social relationships that exist even beyond separation through a responsiveness between quanta. Even over space and time, a correlation remains in experimental situations that once having shared a state with another and being separated, the variable of quanta may not take a state until observed, but when it is, all other quanta that were previously connected will choose or jump into a state, so to speak, in opposing accordance. The non-locality of the response, that time and distance are irrelevant, as in no matter how far apart and faster than the speed of light, is another indicator of an intrinsic connection in contradiction to separateness. Going even further beyond physical reality and into the world of metaphysics, Laszlo discusses the phenomena of consciousness with these concepts of quantum entanglement and the Akashic field. He pulls from examples of tribal and ancient peoples sharing information indirectly and the power of archetypal symbology as well as the transference of thoughts and ideas in the laboratory, defining such communicative links to the factors beyond our individual senses as transpersonal. Although such qualities of human consciousness are acknowledged in historical cultures, it is often cast aside as paranormal in the modern world. However, laboratory results have confirmed transpersonal phenomenon, such as known through studies of demonstrating shared pain, response, and telepathy between not just twins, but also those with deeply shared bonds, such as couples, parents and children, and even close friends. Also, through the rigorous testing of methods such as the Gansfield technique, to the distant mental influence on living systems method, most all people seem to possess some form of psychic abilities. Beyond simply information sharing between minds, telesomatic abilities have also been evidenced in laboratory settings. Forms of voodoo practice evoking materialized results on a subject through a consciously imbued representation to prayer and spiritual healings have, over time and distance, yielded proven results. In another point of reverence to the wisdom of native cultures, Laszlo points to methods used among primitive and native practices of drumming, dancing, chanting, and fasting, among other activities used specifically to direct consciousness to an outcome or induce personal abilities. 
Interconnections further demonstrating the capacities of the quanta are seen through meditation with Lazo pointing to evidence by physician and brain researcher Nitamo Manikucho. His work revealed identical wave patterns in electroencephalogram or EEG readings of the right and left brain hemisphere during deep meditation, as well as observing the wave patterns of different subjects become synchronized during group practice. In one such experiment documented by Dr. Marie Sagi, a healer performing a diagnosis during a deep state of meditation displayed a drop in EEG readings into the deep delta state, which in itself was surprising as it's recognized as a wave state during sleep. Even more surprising was the ascent of the subject into an identical wave pattern of the healer, as the healer was in the state of administering the conscious healing, despite having been placed in separate rooms. The work of Irvin Laszlo in Science and the Akashic Field provides a foundation based in quantum physics of the possible mechanisms behind the power of a universal all that the practice of meditation attempts to become aware of. Through the connections emanating from the compressed state in which all that is known today existed as prior to the Big Bang, from which this universe is sourced from and remains entangled, despite the expansion from which all may have sprung, an innate coherence between all that is remains intermingled in all that existed within the universal seed before the initial jolt and essentially continue an informational exchange. Thus, the organism is intertwined with the environment, as is the environment intertwined with the organism. Attunement to conscious fields between people is also discussed in Mind to Matter, The Astonishing Science of How Your Brain Creates Material Reality by Dawson Church. Over 10,000 brainwave mappings of meditators were analyzed. Findings similarly included the sharing of brain rhythms of the healer and receiver during the time of the conscious healing connection. Beyond this, there was also a common shared state of mirrored brain activity between people during conversation, most especially during exchanges of visually and emotionally charged discussions, suggesting an unconscious communication of information and energy beyond that which we can perceive. Church also reviewed studies of various healing techniques from Qigong, healing touch, and Reiki, noting statistically significant results proving the effectiveness of such practices. Among the studies confirming the role of mind state is of AIDS patients. Those with beliefs in a punishing God had increased the level of AIDS virus in their bloodstream three times faster than those with the belief of a forgiving God. Essentially, cells use resonance to activate and heal. Resonance is a property of the universe. Resonant coherence can be seen when multiple pendulum are set into motion, eventually synchronizing with each other into a common rhythmic pattern. Resonance can be seen with sand on a metal sheet that self-organize in accordance to musical vibrations. Planetary bodies and celestial objects resonate with one another in the solar system. The electromagnetic fields that encompass our planet interact with the electromagnetic organ of the human brain and heart. Changes in the Earth's magnetic field have an effect on all living beings. When resonance fluctuates throughout the universe, there is organization from micro to the macro. 
Lipton's Examples of Phenomena of the Quanta Revealing Itself in the Physical World and Discussion of Resonance is supportive of the power of belief exercised by the consciousness to produce real-world responses and further show patterns of such elemental qualities throughout the natural world. In Biology of Belief, Unleashing the Power of Consciousness, Matter, and Miracles by Bruce H. Lipton, the popular premises from the historical authority of conviction by orthodox religion decreeing the separateness of man, from Newtonian's mechanistic views to quantum physics. In this view, a graduation of thought from one of mechanical clockwork operations of living function into one based on the building blocks of energy is laid out. He points out that French biologist Jean-Baptiste Lamarck's earlier theories of evolution are becoming more reconsidered over Darwinian theories based on survival of the fittest individuals in light of the role of cooperation opposed to competition in the natural world. Though he was ridiculed more than 50 years before Charles Darwin, the element of cooperation over competition is more aligned with the views that contemporary cell biologists have about the adaption of immune systems to the environment. On a cellular level, this can be seen in the cell's ability to cooperatively link together to form more complex and successful organisms. Lipton explains the basic unit of life as proteins, which are the moving mechanisms within the cells that are controlled by signals in the external environment. It is from changes of the protein's electromagnetic charges that are responsible for their behavior-generating movement, controlling the internal functioning of living things from digestion, metabolism, immune response, and so on. Proteins are the complex molecules that act as effectors and receptors, communicating the external world to the internal. The once thought to be unchangeable blueprint of the double helix chromosome called DNA that dictated the organism now underlies the outdated belief of genetic determinism. Lipton discusses the emergence in the field of epigenetics and how it now understands that DNA may be the blueprint to make proteins, but it is the protein mechanisms that correspond with the relating signals between the cell and the environment, which actually controls the functioning of the organism by creating the behavior. In the chromosome, the DNA forms the core and the proteins cover the DNA like a sleeve, demonstrating that proteins opposed to the DNA is more critical to cellular functioning. It is observed that when a cell is stripped of the DNA, it is still capable of functioning. The cell eventually dies as new proteins cannot be created without it. But without the proteins, cells immediately lose their ability to function. Lipton expounds that the relationship is certainly symbiotic, as the DNA and the protein membrane each make up 50% of the chromosome. Thinking of the body as a cell, it is the receptors, the eyes, skin, ears, etc., that picks up and sends signals to the nucleus or brain. Essentially, rather than thinking of genes within DNA being on or off, it is rather a matter of a gene being covered by a protein membrane to activate it. So opposed to the thinking that it is genes that is the basis of control in an organism, we are now realizing that it is the protein's interaction with the environment that is at the heart of epigenetics, which is basically the study of gene modification. Therefore, a diversity of environmental signals can lead to a diversity of genetic responses, such as adaptive influences from parents prior to conception that can be inherited by offspring. 
through the language of biology in the field of epigenetics, Lipton offers a biological understanding of how we as organisms receive and interpret environmental signals that are beyond our sensory perceptions. The suggestion of survival of the fittest groups opposed to the individual, wherein the strong aid the weaker, thus strengthening the collective unit, also offers insight into the notion of meditation as a benefit to our human species and the collective environment as a whole. Investigating other benefits of conscious awareness, The Science of Enlightenment by Shinzen Yang describes concentration power as lying at the base of the pyramid for all intellectual pursuits. Whether it is chemistry, mathematics, art, or sports, the ability to concentrate on any subject is the underlying component to incremental advancements in knowledge of every kind. Young also contends that although meditation offers the ability to improve life conditions through focused concentration, that reaching higher levels of consciousness also offers the capacity to find deep and innate happiness despite external conditions. Attaining higher levels of growth during meditation in depth and breath, depth in relation to how deep of a state one can attain, and breath as it pertains to how broad one can take the duration of practice over various levels of activity, such as to attain a deep level of concentration on breath, walking, biking, or any other daily activity, is the catalyzing component to growth and development. Beginning with consciousness, or the power and usefulness of being perceptive to our internal thought processes, we can see how simply an awareness of directing the mind can be life-changing, most especially if what our subconscious is programmed with is self-defeating or even self-destructive. And so this concludes the end of Chapter 1, Part 1 in The Manifest M5, or M to the Fifth Power, book and album as it is created and released on this podcast for you, Manifest M5. By subscribing today, you can keep up with each episode as it is released, which I hope you will enjoy and see for yourself by applying the philosophies that I'll discuss to manifest all of your greatest wishes and intentions into the physical world. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a fulfilling day that inspires your greatest potentials.